Hello everyone, welcome to The Untold. I'm your host, Ahmed Al-Mazidi, joined by Sam Lajuz and boy, we've had so many wonderful episodes. Yep, we did. And we can't just let them go, we want to go back and revisit the best moments on The Untold, the best stories that have been told on The Untold. <laughs> One more time for me. On the, the told, on The Untold. No, a lot of lessons on Sinan. Yeah. Uh, so grateful for them. Yeah, we've had guests from different backgrounds, different topics. Yeah. We've learned and grown over the period of making this show. And there's just so Every much conversation had a thing to it. Had whether it's it. whether it was uh, art, traveling, yes. adventure, sports. And each brought its own unique story that yeah. made it memorable for the both of us and the audience. But here is your chance, if you missed it, to catch it again. Let's roll the clip. We're back from the break and we can finally welcome our guest, George Basold. George, Ahmed and I are very excited to have you here. Like, we want to know all about the social media world. All right, let's shall we start with a big question, I think. Helen, can human beings in general, <laughs> or people, especially in Kuwait, live without social media? What do you think? Definitely not. This is definitely not. Yes. I believe like the majority of the people will, you know, can never live without social media. It's the new. Th it's not the new thing. It's ha it has been growing over the course past uh, yeah. years, and it's becoming. Um, it's more becoming of a need than a want. That's how I see it. You know, Ahmed, have you heard that? I think one of the uh, one of the celebrities he had it. He had a cover speech where he was saying that in Will Smith, we're saying that risk being seen, that you risk being seen. Like I just will say 100. And I think when you're you you risk being seen, that's when you discover a different side to yourself. A side that maybe George has never even imagined. That's true. Perhaps. Yeah, that's very true. Hamid Lansari, how are you? Very well, thank you. Welcome on show. Thank you. I can't wait to honestly hear about uh, the untold stories. That's uh, There's always a very interesting story to every guest. And I think yours is going to be full of adventures. Very, very adventurous. Full of lessons as well. Full of lessons, hopefully. Well, let's start broad. K-Flag team. Who's on the team? What is the team? Purpose of the team? What do you guys achieve? Uh, well, to begin with, um, just a brief uh, history, let's say. Um, there was a uh, group of um, uh, managers and team leaders from the oil sector. Mm. Um, they, uh, I wouldn't say established a team. Um, they were just a group of friends that mm. uh, happened to be uh, in the oil sector. Um, afterwards, Bad uh, Khawazel, the uh, team leader, um, had a vision to uh, establish a new team um, and not just restrict the membership on the oil sector, mm -hmm. but rather than um, uh, to open up to everybody, um, anybody interested, they can simply uh, contact any member of the team and, and join. So the, the idea of the flag came about um, to sort of um, unify Okay. Um, rather than just um, uh, specify certain conditions for the team members. Uh, when we say the idea of the flag, what do you mean the idea of the flag? Are we talking about the raising the, the flag in, in certain locations to get the record? Um, it started to get, the, to, to get a record, yes, but um, right before getting the record, right before having the idea of breaking or establishing new records, 
Um, uh, I'd say Fahad was thinking about something that unifies people, something um, as a symbol. Uh, so um, uh, the idea of the, the Kuwaiti flag came about as uh, the one thing that unifies the whole country, uh, the whole population. Uh, um, and I couldn't agree more, to be honest. Mm. Let's just say start with Hola, como estas? Hola, como estas? Hola, como estas? Misa al khair? Misa al nur, I like that, I like right that. Right back, you know, there you go. So we have Mathedis. Mathedis, can you just take me and Ahmed through a journey of your life? Yeah. How about that? Short story long, or long story short. <laughs> Thank you for having me. First of all, it's a pleasure uh, being on your show. Thank you. My name is Mercedes Vázquez, and as you may guess from my name, I am from Spain. Yes, you are. Yes. <laughs> it's a very Spanish name. Very Spanish. <laughs> contrary to what many may believe in, yeah. uh, it's actually a deeply rooted uh, name that goes back to Spain's history. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Nice. It was the name of a queen in Spain as well. Oh, wow. Like uh, a queen. Is there a definition for the name or a meaning behind the name? Yeah, it means merciful. Oh, that makes sense now. The fetus, the merciful. Merciful. <laughs> I yeah, like that. That's, that's like the that. origin, like that's that. the meaning. Uh, mm. So it's deeply rooted in our society. Nice. You will mm. find lots of Mercedes, but I guess the international factor was not taken into consideration <laughs> yes. when my name was chosen yeah. as Mercedes. As uh, yeah. Life is unexpected. And uh, <laughs> I ended up living in Kuwait. So yes. back over seven years ago, Mm. Uh, I took a leap of faith and I left the comfort zone of mm. my nation, Spain, and I moved to Kuwait. Um, I have always been very passionate on the intersection of business and technology. That's what I have fostered. Okay. And I have always been very much driven by, by innovation mm. and curiosity. And so that sort of curiosity has enabled me to build bridges between continents. Nice. Um, I have always been very active on LinkedIn, which is a platform mm. that yes. I use quite a lot and through that platform uh, one day back in 2015 I got a job offer mm. um, and where where, 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 job offer, where exactly job it offer? was in the commerce space back in 2015 in Kuwait okay. uh, because my journey in Spain had started in e-commerce in 2013 uh, so back in 2015 the commerce market in the GCC not even Kuwait was not as grown as it is today which mm -hmm. is pretty much of a utility let's say rather than a commodity and so, uh, yeah, uh, that's what, what brought me here. Wow. So this, this is what brought you to Kuwait, you mean? Yeah. Mm. Because I was actually so just going to ask that. Yeah. Out of all countries yes. in the world. Why did you choose to migrate? First of all, just not just Kuwait, migrate from your country. That's a per Spain. First, yeah, Spain. <laughs> and then why Kuwait? So as I said, I did not choose it. Leap of faith. It chose Leap me. Of it chose okay. you. Nice. It chose me. It was Great destiny. It was destiny. It was, uh, it was a leap of faith. I just gave it a try. So I thought, again, because I have a very curious mind, and I thought, yeah. if I will never try, I will never know. And I also believe that opportunities yeah. come to uh, pass, not to yeah. pause. Nice. And nice. so that leap of faith has taken me here. Shafi, we spoke a lot so far, but I think one thing we need to ask you more about 
the struggles. Okay. And being the person that you do what you do and being the someone that moved from one job to another and having a full-time photography job, it's not easy. People see your end result, the pictures, but I'm sure behind every picture there's a, you know... Big story. Big story. Yes. Share with us. Okay. Uh, first, I will tell about the struggles behind because it's a transformation. It's not a one-day job. Because uh, as, I, as far as I started photography in 2000, let's say, in serious photography in 2012, yeah. uh, I was exploring in Kuwait. Then I, did, I was thinking like what we earn, uh, we will giving back to the community. Yeah. So we will tell the community. So uh, I was uh, gathering people uh, for this, the same interest. Mm -hmm. So I found few people. We started going as a group uh, in different locations in Kuwait. Uh, to explore and take new photos yeah. and learn the camera techniques and everything so this uh, become growing more and more mm -hmm. then in 2014 we did a bigger event because uh, i had a dream that uh, there should be a, a specific event which will happen every year so i started uh, make a memorable sunrise in your life titled okay you know so in january 1st every year january 1st in kuwait hours nice okay i started in 2014 what happens then uh, so every year it it's it used to grow grow and uh, now it's a bigger event it's wow. happening regularly every event every, every january year 1st? january 1st wow. at the kuwait hours that's awesome okay. what, what, what do people do exactly? memorable sunrise in your life that, that's the title. They take a picture of... Oh, no, we will gather all the photographers there in Kuwait hours. Oh, wow. And they just watch the sunrise. Yeah, they watch... Because the January 1st sunrise is a new right. beginning. Right. It's, so, it's a new year. <laughs> new year. Wow. So, and it's it's uh, in the beginning only like a few uh, my friends and mm, other exactly. people who have joined. Yeah. Now it's... It grew uh, over the years. It's grew... It's multinational. Okay. Nationalities from all... Like, so then like. we have a photography community in Kuwait. Yes. And boy, look at that. Here we are. I told you so many different topics 100%. and stories we've covered. I agree. Tell me a few things you've learned about yourself hosting for the first time yeah, for the on first time. TV. For the first, I yeah. think, I'll be honest, in first instance, like just like anything else, whether it's running, sports, mm. TV, mm. anything else, the first thing that's gonna come to your mind is, it's challenging, I've never done this before, right. and the first question is, why bother, right? Why bother? But then again, you have to tell yourself that I believe in a long-term vision. Yes. Just like all of our guests did. Yeah. Uh, my long-term vision is X, Y, and Z. Sometimes it's vague, unclear. We believe in it and honestly just say yes to the next opportunity and you'll be filming a beautiful uh, a beautiful episode yeah on the untold with Ahmed Abizi uh, and who would have thought that would happen uh, who would have thought <laughs> not me well I guess it was destiny my friend. what about you what about me yeah what did you learn what did I learn How about yourself I will tell not you told. I will tell you not for the first after we watch a few more of these scenes let's do it yeah for having me welcome to the untold honestly it's always very nice to have an adventurer uh, such a traveler 
I know where well, you're going. I'm trying to be. Thank yeah, you're a world traveler by now, my friend. Uh, it's fair to start asking the question that you're an engineer. Yeah. Profession, right? Yeah. And it's interesting that we're sitting here to talk to you mainly about traveling and, and, and uh, biking as an experience. So, uh, perhaps you can tell us a little bit more about you as a person that started in engineering and how today we're talking about something that's so adventurous, uh, like biking. Well, in the beginning, uh, like when I was a teenager, uh, I used to be a basketball player. And so actually, I traveled in some countries with the team. Mm -hmm. And that's influenced me to travel a lot. And when I started my uh, university degrees, I started in England for some time, walked a little bit there in the 90s. That gave me an influence to see Europe. When I came back, I worked in a private company that works all over the world. So actually, uh, what happened is seeing some part of the world no one ever seen, just hear about it. Just for, for short times, of course. Came back, joined uh, the company now I'm working with, uh, and went to study again in the States. That gave me another impression and another idea to see the United States as a biker. Nice. And that's what one really started, to see some states uh, on um, the first bike I bought on the state, which is a trike. Mm. Uh, and I was going everywhere with my wife, actually, all over the states. Well, not all over the states, just a few states. Okay. Yeah. But that that's still takes a lot. So you've been doing this 47 years exploring the world on a bike. Right? No, no, I wouldn't say 47 years. I would say, actually, I've been traveling on the bike for the past, I would see, seven years? Seven years. Seven years. So what is this that I have about 47 years? 47 years, this is my age. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, good to know. Good to That's know. It is good to know. That's good to know. <laughs> they, is it true, all right, because a lot of people talk about bikes. Uh, I've never been on a bike, but everyone I ask about the biking experience, they say it's addictive. They should being on a bike is addictive. The adrenaline rush that you get is something that you always want to feel. Uh, is it true? It is, especially the bikers. They're trying to find places, a lot of kids with it, mm. with high attitudes. Mm. So they feel the adrenaline rush all the time. Yes. You're chasing it the whole, every time. Yes, and you feel free. Believe me, you feel free. You feel free. You just remove all the stress. sales from the start yeah what's the first step what got you into this why not marketing why not uh, anything else why sales now if you really look at it we are all sales I mean in every interaction we either sell or buy so nice that's why that's a good concept that can be because that can be a still point I think it's true like uh, you know part of being human is that we sell something every day yeah uh, no we used to sell since we were kids I mean we used to sell to our parents to go out right they, right we're always pitching so exactly pitching absolutely yeah so how do you sell an experience how do you do compared to a product yeah look experience is really something that you take longer than a product so if you buy a phone at some point you will need to change yeah right? but experience is a memory that you could carry lives a life. lifetime so sales and hospitality you just designed this experience for someone that would take it for a lifetime so 
our goal is always to make it remarkable nice and memorable there must be a lot of psychology behind that though i say when you when you're dealing with i mean you have so many different kinds of customers you have the uh, uh the angry ones the happy ones the annoying ones the hungry ones and the hangry ones <laughs> the hangry ones you gotta watch out for <laughs> it's just that you have so many different types of customers and then you're sitting there with the role of i need you all to leave happy true that's one of the biggest challenges how do you do it look from my perspective i believe when you send your goal is to get this person to trust you because the moment they trust you, they will buy whatever you're selling. So I, how do you establish that trust? Look, it's showing care. It's being there whenever needed. Mm. You show your interest in the customer. Right. Yeah. You understand your customer and you know their needs. that theoretical answer or a real answer want the honest um nowadays i am not a big supporter of the uh, educational system in yeah. the world interesting yeah because that's a big take yeah yeah so you, you gotta explain to that yeah, right. <laughs> um, because it teaches you not to be an entrepreneur it teaches you to always stay by the wall doesn't make, doesn't allow you to think outside exactly. the box. Exactly. And that's what you need. Yes. Successful. Yes. Yes. Uh, this is the nature of a human being since God created Adam and Eve. But I think, is it because when you're learning, especially in higher education, they're te they teach, you, teach you how not to step outside the box, but because you're learning what the box is made of almost. Because you, otherwise you're not aware of what the box is. Okay. But like you sit in class, tell you the box is literally one, two, and three, and four. You start thinking. Box. But then they're limiting you. Exactly, they are. Uh, yes, exactly. they're shaping the bomb. Let's let look at you know the super big you know technological company yeah. without na mentioning. Without mentioning. Okay, they're run by uh, college drop dropouts. All of Steve Jobs. I don't know. Can I? Allow, yeah, can of course, Steve Jobs. My Bill Gates. Yeah, again. Uh, Page Brothers, who created Google. But we have to agree. I mean, this, this, I mean, obviously, uh, I completely respect and appreciate your perspective. But education can also benefit many. Yes, of first athletes. And there's so much you can learn from it, whether it's the yeah. UEs or the people. Yeah, yeah, but, but it's not everything. Of course, it's, of course. Yeah, I, I would say it's, it makes up 30%. But as you said, you cannot put all of your baskets, uh, eggs in one basket. And assuming if you depend only on education, you'd be doing yeah. that. Yes, you'll be always an employee. You'll be always living by your salary day by day and not taking you on your your life yeah you whatever makes people more satisfied i think to each their own and then to each that and and then one thing also i learned not all people want to be entrepreneurs or business absolutely as well sell them like they're pretty i want to stay away yeah so some 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 people their personality is to be an employee 100 Okay, uh, I would love to start about the beginning of loving sport. I started to be uh, as a bodybuilder in the beginning of my life, as any queries or uh, most of the Arabs. Like, we have only two sports when we started, either football or bodybuilding. That's it. Why do, why do you think we have that? 
Just those two things. In our time, in the 80s, I'm, I'm, I'm 1982. So, yeah, people in the 80s, this is the only two sports we had at that time. Either you be a footballer or you will be a bodybuilder. We didn't have another choice. Like, other people, they do like uh, swimming or yeah. another kind of sport. That's adventurous. Exactly. And we look at yeah, them like they are like, the wow. more unique people. Yeah, like, like really the water water people. Yeah, water yeah, 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 yeah. They are yeah, like yeah. really few and like really talented. But for the major majority, like normally, either soccer, football, uh, or uh, bodybuilding. So I started when I was 16 years old as a bodybuilder. And uh, I start, yeah, and I start to go like heading to the kind of uh, physique uh, uh, competitions because bodybuilding, they have three type of uh, competitions. They have bodybuilding or physique or other one called uh, I forgot what they call it, master something or something like that. So there's three kind of competitions. Uh, so I started to like the uh, physique type, which is the one which you wear the swimming short and you will be in the stage and have like kind of symmetries and kind of uh, being fit more than being huge and bold. So I, I started to be in love with this sport uh, when I was a teenager until maybe when I was 29 years old, all these years, since 16 years old, I was in this field. And from Facebook, uh, one of my Italian friends, he sent me a message and he told me like, hey, there's a race uh, called Spartan. It's in Italy. It was this uh, things in 2014. So, so randomly? Yeah, so randomly. He said like, this is a new sport. Uh, it's the first time ever they bring it in Italy. And it's quite similar to your type of job because I work in the military in the special forces. So he told me like, it's kind of about obstacles and it's like challenging. Would you love to try it with me? So I said, yeah, why not? Let's get crazy. Well, we did bit. this in your drills for yeah, yeah, the exactly. military. Yeah. And said, okay, so I traveled to Rome and we did the race together. It was a sprint, which is a five kilometer running and 20 obstacles. the customer always right okay it's uh, <laughs> this is a tricky question this is where we go silent <laughs> yeah this is where we go silent yeah, yeah. Uh, look uh, sometimes it, it depends uh, sometimes the managers in the company needs to really stand in the employee side and tell the customer like no sorry here yeah. you are wrong if, and, and if you don't want to buy it's okay not to buy here you put some boundaries to your brand because also sometimes when you really go like yeah whatever he wants whatever he wants i'm gonna give him whatever he wants i'm gonna do whatever he say i'm gonna just do anything just yeah. to uh, calm him down and so he doesn't go and talk bad yeah. about me you're gonna also give him power over you you're gonna and devaluate your brand you lose the value of the brand i think um, yeah I, I believe that not everyone agree with this some people mm -hmm. still think the customer is always right and no matter what he says but it's not about uh, always right it's about also you have to know how to deal with him even if he's angry even if he's screaming even if he is yelling or whatever you can be why is the customer always a male <laughs> <laughs> it's just the joke. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when he is screaming. He is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, we talk about customer in, in a masculine way, not fem feminine. I yeah. would just use they. Yeah, we use customer. customer. Okay, so a question, uh, yeah. question about strategy in general. So I know marketing is not just a coincidence, right? It's just it's a yeah. thing you have to think about and you have to strategize. 
you so have to the, plan a few questions honestly pile them to one why is it that when we drive on the road sometimes we see a car with a price and then we drive and we see um, um, something that's very teasing just a question at another point we see just a logo what's the dif- why are the brands targeting us with the- these different strategies uh, is it does it bring different values to them or what happens uh, the thing it depends like if you uh, look at a very classy brand and yeah. premium and luxury they try not to mention uh, numbers either either it's a jewelry or okay. it's cars or it's whatever they don't mention numbers because when you're mentioning a number you're doing this mainly to attract the people that right, are giving device. here a very uh, competitive price or a very attractive price. And the ones this for luxury, the ones that no, no. The ones that no, that, no. Exactly. Yeah. Plus, when you are targeting the audience of a luxury brand, they, you're not going to put for them the price and show them that they care about the price because also they have some kind of ego yes. that I don't care about the That's price. That's a good one. Right? Like, uh, sometimes if you give them an offer, they're not going to buy it. Speaking of strategy, yes. could we play like a little exercise? Okay. Let's say we want to market the untold. Okay. okay we come to you. Mm. How do we brainstorm? How do we come up with a great promo? Okay. Give us your. There is something here. First of all, like, what what is the objective of the marketing here? Do you want to sell? Do you want awareness? Do you want views? Do you want trying to get viewers, trying to get the word out about this show and stuff like that? Yeah. So does it depend on the life cycle of the brand? I mean, we are some. Let's just say um, a new show just started. Exactly. If it's something like already known in the country, uh, you have a different strategy for it than than a brand 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 new introduced into the market. Exactly. How do I go about doing that? So first of all you uh, choose your, uh, your you have to know your audience who will be interested in the untold what is their age their demographics, demographics. Yes. yes and then you target them through uh, the visual should be attractive to this audience themselves uh, or the creative either it's a video or a visual yeah. whatever like is the material you're giving them it should be attractive to them attractive yes. to them uh, this one point then the digital media part you have digital to target part. them in your digital media yeah. and uh, how do I and then them? especially how you target them you put the specific words that this person like let's say you search keywords exactly podcasts the guests on the show yeah like that yeah exactly like people who are interested like let's say you're talking about business people who are interested in business to learn more to know more something like that's the beauty of digital marketing you can you you're able to do that that's why and sometimes not exactly the words of your brand like sometimes it's like this audience is also interested related in something like this you put these keywords i see like random hashtags on their posts they're not about the posts I sometimes like they're like oh this is not really about this post but it's somewhat it's it's well, yeah. so, so yeah. the person who's interested in this will be interested Absolutely. in that like there's a quote I think one of the favorite quotes I heard before we wrap up uh, in, in business hit, hit no I have, I have to say it hit it's like that it says if the product is free you're the product
And here we are, where even more and more beautiful moments, yes. even more beautiful lessons. Yes. But before we continue with yeah, them, you want the I insist on yeah. knowing what Ahmed learned about himself. Um, this is a different uh, experience for me. Mm. I've been doing lots of uh, movies, talk shows, yeah. you know, over under, clack it. But this one gets me in a different zone. Yeah. I'm trying to get to know my guest and, and guide them through a conversation that translates beautifully on camera and we learn new stories. 100%. The other thing I learned is that you're an amazing friend to have. Thank you so much. You know, and you have a friend in me now after this show. Yes, yes. And I'm about to sing Toy Story. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I agree with you. I think the most beautiful thing about the Untold and especially the episodes that we just watched is the human moments, mm. is that we connected on a human level. And the best part is that it's honestly a flowing conversation. Yes. Um, I don't think it can get any nicer and any better. Absolutely. And that was the end of our episode. We're reaching it. We're reaching our end of the episode here. And tomorrow we're back with a brand new guest and continuing this lovely journey on the untold. Good night. Good night.